Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live.
right where you are. Somebody lift up the name of Jesus. Come on, call, call his name now. We're standing in his face. How would you act? Call his name Jesus. I'm ready. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Come on, call his name Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Turn it up for me. Jesus, Jesus. There's an army rising 
hope you're getting your worship on on this morning, breaking every chain. Amen. It is. A break. God is breaking every chain. Good morning and welcome. I have not been on the line on a Sunday morning in a long time. That's the leading of the Lord. He has commissioned me to be online just for you twice a month, amen, on a Sunday morning, amen. I know that God is up to something, and I want to be where he is, not where he was, amen, but where he is, amen. I thank God for each and every one of you listening today, amen. We're going to play just a few more worship songs, and then we will go into the word of the Lord. Come 
on, it is your season for grace because it is the fifth month, the month of grace. Church, but the move of God. 
And I remember one of my daughters saying, Ma, this church is going to be changed. Like, we're going to take this church off of its foundation. That's how serious the power of God was and still is, even at a greater uh, dimension. And so I thank God for that, even as we are looking to uh, establish headquarters here in Florida. Um, I know that that same rocker's anointing, oh, my God, is going to shift this atmosphere and so I am excited about what God is doing. Amen. It is working. I don't care what it looks like. Go ahead and play it, Apostle. I don't care what it looks like. Amen. It is working for our good. Amen. And so just reach up and say, God is working. I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know when you're going to do it, but I know that it is going to work for my good, amen, because God said so, not because I said so, but because God said so, amen, and so I thank God for that, thank God for that, amen, I thank God for that, Uh, his word is true, his word is true, and let every man, every situation, every lying tongue be a liar still, amen, because we believe the word of the Lord. It is working. It is working. I don't care what you're going through, that it is working. God bless each and every one of you, amen, that is on the line this morning. The Bible says that we say, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord, amen. And so for right today, amen, this is the house of the Lord. We are all gathered together, amen, on one accord, I tell you, um, these last couple weeks have been uh, warfare, (laughs) amen, when God released released a word about he was shotting our feet. My God in heaven, I'm telling you the word was rich, it was powerful, but also... There was a war, a warfare that was, there was an airstrike that was launched against the deliverer of the word. So you can imagine who that was, and that is me. Amen. And when God said, I'm shining your feet, amen, um, that was, it was so profound. It was straight from the throne room of, he- of heaven. And not only did he begin to change my feet, all, but also the adversary knew, amen, he had to throw in his last little jab and said, listen, i got to stop this right now or try to stop it, amen. And so there was an attack that was launched against me. And I'm not talking about through a through people per se, but it was from the adversary himself. There was an attack. Amen. Launch, and I really like. I I don't even know when it began, except for that word. Amen. That the Lord was shotting my feet uh, with the gospel, with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Amen. To go, and so uh, when that word was released, and this is not even my message today, but I'm just, you know, just um, just talking to you just for a little bit. Um, but as I began to go, we began to evangelize, and and um, the Lord will open doors for us to evangelize uh, people where we live at, and people where we that we would just meet, you know, um, in the stores or whatever. We just began to evangelize. We began to be good Samaritans. We began to, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, that's what we were doing, but it was all in the name of the Lord, and God began to 
open up, you know, doors from that from that word, amen, doors to evangelize. Everywhere we would go, we would meet people, and, and they would just tell us their life story, and we would begin to minister. And that's why I was so um, adamant about telling, you know, the fivefold um, ministers or the fivefold officers, you know, can you minister um, w- without your cassock on? or your casket, might I say. <laughs> Can you minister with your casket off, amen, and you need your collar and you need your cross and you need your microphone, or can you still deliver a word of the Lord, amen, wherever you are? And, and it is so crucial that we really get out of just that type of looking for ministry, per se. You know, we, we can be, quote, unquote, on if we don't have our robe on, if we don't have our cross on, if we don't have all this, that, and the third. But God is really, you know, when he talks about shouting our feet, he's really telling us to go into almost the unseemly areas, those those least likely to succeed type people, amen, those ones that are waiting for uh, someone to come by them as the Good Samaritan did, and the man was laying on the side of the road, and he was laying there bleeding, and all these people, oh my God, I see that, I feel a shift, all these people was walking by, all these people was walking by, amen, he was laying there bloody in his own blood, the Bible said polluted in his own blood, Amen. And one person stopped by to help him and picked him up and paid for him to stay in the inn. Amen. And and told the owner of the inn, listen, when I come back, I'm going to repay you. That's that's a word right there. I, I pray that you're getting it. Amen. And so God is causing us, amen, to have the same power, amen, the same power, the same authority to do just those acts, and that's how true ministry is going forth. I am one where I do not want to prophesy or preach to the choir, and what I mean by that is just to continue to preach to folks that have been saved, they know God, you know, for whatever reason they haven't. Um, reached out in the things of God. You know, I know there is a time where to pour into people who have been saved, but I don't want that to be exclusive in my ministry. Just keep going to church, to church, to church, and people just keep doing revival, 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 and there's no one revived. And I know that I am so on point on this because I had an opportunity, and I'm just going to hold names because I don't want to embarrass anyone but I had an opportunity to minister to a woman of God, and as I was talking to her, she said, I said, so what are you doing in ministry? And so she said, oh, I don't know. And so I said, okay, so, I mean, I see you doing this, I see you doing that, but what what are you doing? Well, I'm waiting for my pastor to tell me. And I said, uh, what? And the Lord said, just, you know, don't go at her real quick. She don't understand. You know, just say it softly. You know, just, just lead her. So I begin to give her some nuggets of understanding. But this, this person is always in revival. This person is always going from church here, church here, having revival here, having revival here, doing this, doing that, the third. But when it came down to her own walk, she had no idea. She had no idea. And she said, well, I'm waiting for my pastor to tell me. And the Spirit of the Lord said that, you know, the pastor is not going to tell her because some people like 
for their their members to stay in bondage as long as they're in the and I don't want to say any denominations, but as long as they're in that particular organization and they're doing their quote unquote job to build that ministry. Um, so what if you're called to prophesy? So what if you're called to evangelize? They don't care about that. They just care about you doing your little job to make their ministry look well. And I said, Wow, God, and this is the type of people that we are dealing with in church. And so um, the, the Lord said, this is the type of people that I want you to go after, not necessarily prophesying to another prophet, you know, or prophesying to another apostle, even though I do that still, and I still do that even um, here in, in uh, Florida. But um, it is not exclusive to that. It is for these people who don't know. They don't know what it means to be to resist the devil. They don't know what it means to, uh, they don't even know their purpose, but they're still sitting up in churches. And so people um, are bound right in the pews. Amen. And so those that are free in God, you need to thank the Lord that you are free. Thank the Lord that you know who you are. Thank the Lord that you have a, a, a good foundation of your purpose and your calling. Amen. And that God is, is continuing to charge your feet to carry the gospel of peace. There are a lot of people who just don't know amen, what to do. They don't know where to go. They are expecting man to be their all in all um, and and that they're just lost, amen. So I began to tell this woman of God, you know, that's not how it works, honey. I said how it works is you have to, you know, get in a relationship with the Lord. The Lord will speak to you concerning who you are and then your leader, if they're led by the Spirit of the Lord, they will come and confirm what God has said to you, but, you know, and I just kind of left it like there with her. But on on the flip side of this, and I'm saying this to you, is that you will never wait for someone to, to say to you this is who you are. It should always be, it should be a confirmation, you know, when you hear a word and say, you know, God is calling you to be whatever he's calling you to be. It should be confirmation because God has been telling you and really telling you for some time. It's not something that's going to be really new. God has been telling you for some time. Um, I remember just coming up in the ranks in ministry, uh, even before I was a pastor, God was dealing with me while being, a, you know, becoming a pastor. And walking in that that anointing, which was already there, um, the same thing as a prophet, same thing as an apostle, uh, the same thing as is my next um, my next uh, position, not next not another office, but my next position or my elevation. He's been speaking to me about that for years and years and years, and I can go back over the years. And so when God begins to tell you something. Um, just know that it's already done, and he sends the confirmation, you know, through man. You can go ahead and play it just softly in the background. And so uh, we have to just have our ears open. But when God released the word about shot, he was shotting my feet that the attack came severely. Um, it came severely, and... Um, I'm 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 a to myself person anyway, uh, for the most part. Uh, you wouldn't think so, but I can get to myself, and I'm I'm good, you know. I, I'm good. <laughs> uh, I can stay, you know, here in my home, um, you know, just with me, just with God, and, and just chilling, you know. Um, but the attack came um, so swift because of that word, and the Lord said, I, "I'm going to build you up." 
and when you come out of this, oh, my Lord Jesus, then it's going to be on and popping. And so we, we went through some things, and, and not just me, as it was uh, my husband as well. We both went through it together um, because if you're married to another apostle, another fivefold gift, you get double the trouble. Hello. So for those of That's you who true. are waiting, for, yeah, you get double for everything yep. out there. You get double sickness, and God forbid, you know, you get double poverty. You get <laughs> whenever the devil tries to throw at you, you get double yep. because there's two gifts that he's trying to destroy. Um, he might try to come a different way, but he's trying to destroy the gift. So those that are praying for a, a bishop or are praying for an apostle or somebody, well, I hope you guard it and you're ready for the warfare because get, trust and believe you're going to receive double. Just as you receive a double anointing, you'll receive a double attack. And so as God was telling, you know, us a couple uh, Fridays ago about uh, he was shot in our feet, the attack came, and so I had to, you know, work our way through. And, and sometimes when you go through stuff and you're pressed down, sometimes you don't even, the things that you teach, the things that you know, you know, it almost like takes a sidebar. You're like, okay, so what is this? And you know to pray, you know to war. You know to do all this, but sometimes it can get just real intense, and I'm going to keep it 100. That's my that's my new saying. I'm keeping everything 100. I'm not even playing, you know, I'm not, I've am not. i never been a fake person anyway, but for real, for real now, I, I'm keeping everything 100. And so what I've learned, you know, through this is that there were Band-Aids, amen, that were in my life, and there were some things that God wanted to heal um, and, and wanted to deliver. And, and the final shot for me was on Mother's Day, and I'm not going to go really into a lot of detail, and, and the, those that are closest to me, they know what I'm talking about. But Mother's Day was very, very hard for me this year. Not only did I miss my own mother, of course, um, but there was just some things that I just, you know, just was feeling some type of way. And the Lord began to speak to me, and he said, no more Band-Aids. And I said, oh, well, God, what are you saying? He said, because sometimes we allow things, we allow things to happen in our lives, and we put Band-Aids over it, not really dealing with the root issue. Or we allow things, situations, circumstances, things to go on in our life, and we do not address them. We continue to allow them to happen, and we put Band-Aids over them. We put emotional Band-Aids over them. Um, you know, psychological band-aids or whatever you want to say, and then when something happens and that band-aid begins to tear, you got all this infectious wound under that band-aid, that proverbial band-aid, and the Spirit of the Lord get even and through my coming out of the trial, he said, no more band-aids. And this is right before my birthday, uh, because Mother's Day and my birthday are like two days apart. And he began to deal with me. He said, this year I don't want you to have any Band-Aids. And, and the deliverance ministry is no more Band-Aids. And so that is um, ODC Ministries, deli- healing and deliverance ministry, no more Band-Aids. And we're going, me and the Holy Ghost, and, of course, he's going first, um, delivering um, set and setting free and healing the people of God that are right in the church. So many band-aids. We've got band-aids in our marriages, band-aids in our life, band-aids in our mind, band-aids in our body, band-aids in our finances. And Lord, we say, say, begin to tell me no more band-aids. And so my revelation of that came out of hurt. Um, it came out of hurt because I began to do some introspection. I was like, why do I allow stuff to go on as, as long as I have? And, you know, just, just that and the third. And um, the Lord began to deal with me about Band-Aids. And so 
when you see on, on social media about band-aids, you know where I'm coming from. You know, that's not just something that, you know, just happened to, you know, just this arise. That came out of my own personal pain. That came out of my own personal pain, and God began to deal with me, began to heal me. And I, I, I made a vow to the Lord. I said, whatever I dealt with um, in my last year, I will not deal with my new year. And so as my birthday came, I just began to make some declarations. And I said, I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to put up with this. I'm not going to do that uh, because I have I have allowed it for so long. The Bible says that whatever we allow on earth, uh, you know, is allowed in heaven. And whatever we don't allow on earth is not allowed in heaven. And so I began to say, you know what, I'm, not, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to allow it anymore. Amen. And we have to make those declarations like I'm not going to allow it. I mean, point blank, period. Whatever I have to do, I'm not going to allow it. So no more band-aids is ODC Ministries, um, healing and deliverance ministry. And trust, I believe, it's coming, it's, it's here with thunder, it's here with power, it's here, here with authority because I'm going to keep it 100 I am not even playing um, with the devil at all. And so coming out, um, I began to feel a peace. And so a peace of God, and, and it was so tangible. Um, even if you walked in my home right now, you would feel the peace of God in my home. And it's a tangible because after the storm comes peace. Amen. The Spirit of the Lord will speak peace to your spirit. And so there's peace um, in my home. I had someone come over uh, a couple of days ago, and they were like, oh, my God, I feel the peace. Now, that she didn't even know nothing, nothing about nothing was going on. She said, the peace of God is here. I feel the peace of God. And so she began to, you know, just sit, and, and we talked and, and, you know, ministered to her. Um, and it was just powerful. And so just know that whatever you're going through, it is working for your good. That's why I love that song. It is working for your good, um, regardless of what what it looks like, what um, diabolical attack that the adversary has launched against you. It is working for your good. And so as I was coming out of um, that time of storm and, and revelation, because you know that every time you go through a storm, you should be receiving revelation. You should be receiving something. You never get to the point where... Um, where you are just so um, encumbered by encumbered some with um, warfare that you cannot get a revelation out of what you're going through. And so when you come out, you should have some type of weapon. When you come out, you should have something to help somebody else with. Um, no war, no going through, no testing as you're going through it feels good. It does not. It does not feel good. Um, you, you go through a lot of questions, and I know you all know this, but you go through a lot of questions. You go through, well, did I miss it? Did I, you know, what's going on? I mean, you just begin to question, you know. Um, also, there's an attack against marriages, and I've been talking to a lot of, uh, a couple of women of God, and especially marriages and, and ministry. Uh, the adversary has launched an attack against um, the marriages, um, and and I did a research on that. I'm just speaking for Florida, the Florida is has the highest rate of divorce um, in the nation. And so I'm just going to begin to do some research. And Lord said, how can you bind a strongman if you don't know what you're binding? And so I began just to do just a little bit of research on that. And so God said that there has to be a retreat for married couples. And I don't know how he's going to do it. I don't know when he's going to do it. I pray that it is this year. But there has to be a coming away of married couples because the attack is so severe. If we're not careful, divorce will be an issue. It will come up. 
Um, we'll be in a divorce court, don't even know what's going on. I mean, because that is how severe the attack is. Um, and then when you finally come to yourself, you're like, oh, my God, like what is going on? And so there has to be some type of retreat uh, for the married couples. Amen. For you singles um, out there, the Lord is just saying keep yourself, like seriously keep yourself. If, and, and this is what the apostle was talking about, that if you can keep yourself single, if you can stay, you know, to the Lord, you do that. Amen, because there's a whole different um, level of warfare that comes when you're married. And I'm not discouraging anyone from being married. If God said that your husband is coming, he is absolutely coming. Um, trust and believe that, but be prepared. Amen, for the things that you'll have to uh, to go through. Amen. Make sure that he is a man of God, a man of faith, not just um, just a man or, you know, or just somebody who just go to church. You need more than that. You know, you need a man of God that will be able to help you fight um, when you go through things. And so uh, going through this, um, the Lord began to, you know, deal with me about the feet. And, and I, once again, even this morning when I woke up, he said, now I'm putting your feet on fire. And I said, okay. So first you said you were shod my feet, which caused me to go through crazy warfare. Now you're telling me that you, you, you're putting my feet on fire. <laughs> like, okay. I said, okay, God. And so uh, he began to speak to me, and he said that, um, and I'm talking to you as well, not just to me. When I'm saying things about me, I'm speaking to you too. If the word applies to you, you grab it as well. I'm putting your feet on fire. And when I thought about your feet being on fire, anything being on fire is purity. It is something that is is being prepared at the highest um, uh, marketing it per se, strategy that is purified uh, for someone's use. Amen. It's, it's being purified. Um, it's, it's purified. It's not just something that you can get at the dollar store per se, but this is fine china, fine glassware, fine milk glass. Amen. Just this picture that God is putting your feet on fire because you're, you're the finest. You're, you're coming out of Neiman Marcus per se, or, or Macy's. Even Macy's is a little bit low right now. Amen. The high-end stores, Neiman Marcus and Saks Fifth Avenue and, you know, all of those, you know, yeah, all of those those high-class uh, stores, amen. God said, I'm putting your feet um, on fire uh, because in the spirit, that's that's what I'm going to take you and not just to, not to shop just naturally, but I'm talking about high a high uh, caliber um, in the realm of the spirit. And so the Lord said, I want you to go back to, um, after he told me about the feet and everything, he said, I want you to to go somewhere. And and when God began to tell us about feet, he began to deal with us about movement. And we know that movement is a a scent word, and we know the word scent is an apostolic word or a a, a word of go. You know, when when God says to go, we talked about um, in weeks prior, uh, Matthew 28, the Great Commission, how God said go, go, and, you know, and, and make disciples out of men and baptizing them in the name of the Father, the name of the Son, 
and in the name of the Holy Spirit. And so when we hear the word go, we know that we are going somewhere, that there is um, a place that we have got to get to. And I don't care how long you've been saved. I don't care how long you're waiting, amen, but you, there's a place that you have to get to. Um, I am convinced that sometimes we're not getting what we should is because we're in our own way. We are thinking our own thoughts. Oh, my Lord Jesus, we are thinking the way that we want to think, but they're really not the way God wants to think or what he's thinking about us, but he's saying to go, and that's why he said that in the last season that you cannot think the way that you used to think in this season, which you are right now, that you can't think the way you did last year. You can't think the way, you know, you did uh, two years ago or five years ago, amen, because you are have to be renewed in your mind. If you want to really embrace that word sent, being sent, being it doesn't mean that you're an apostle, but that means that you're being led by God. The Bible says that Jesus was led by the Spirit of God into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. So he was led or see was sent there by God in order to what? To be Purge, and I'm not even calling a doggone attack or another wilderness 40 days or 40 nights. I'm not, but you have to go through that in order to be sharpened. And thank God I, we just came out of out of that. And so the Lord said, go back to the foundation. And those that, again, have known me, but God said, go back to the original plan. Go back to what I called you to do. Go back there and then Start again. It is okay to start again. It is okay to do that. Do your first works over. I was watching a commercial, and the commercial was talking about going and grabbing life. And it said the one part of the commercial that I like, and, and the lady and the man was in this little beat up car. And they had all this stuff in their car. They said, and when you go to um, your grader, that you will pack up everything and just say, the heck with it. I'm going. They didn't even think about nothing. They had their little old beat-up car all packed up because they were going after they after their life. They knew that where they were, they could not stay in order to get the greater in this big old world. And the Lord said to go back. And so I said, okay, he said, I want to take you, and I'm going to sit you somewhere. And I said, okay, Lord. He said, I'm going to place you in the Valley of Dry Bones. And I said, you're going to place me where and where and where? He said, in the valley of the dry bones, because what you don't realize is that it is out of your mouth that is going to bring about life. It is out of your mouth that is going to bring about change. It is out of your mouth. That's why we have we have gone through things that we have been sharpened. We have, uh, uh, you know, been, been rebuked even by God about some things, situations, and I don't care how it looks at, like on the outside because people can dress it up, they can fix it up, they can look it up, they can, you know, put the mask on and all that. But when you get behind closed doors, God said, do you really got power? Do you really got authority? Do you really say what, you, what you're telling everybody else? And he's saying this as a general statement to the body of Christ. Amen. And so, again, that's one of the parts we said, no more band-aids. We said, listen, I'm going to take you down the dry bones. Now, when you talk about the dry bones, this is far more, like, this is beyond band-aids. This is like death. This is death. Uh, dry bones. There, there's nothing there. There's nothing. You're talking about in a desert place, a deserted place, a lonely place, a place where there is no life. Oh, my God, I hope y'all hearing me. 
a place where, you know, the bones have been sun-scorched, a place where there is no movement of life. All you see in desert is spiders and snakes and and what is those little lizard thingies and and all those things you don't you don't see any um you don't see any um any beautiful things per se overall in the desert amen there's a lot of heat there oh my god there's a lot of heat there there is intense heat over 100 degrees okay i hope y'all hear me and i hope this is speaking to your situation there is intense heat in in the desert in this valley of dry Bones. There is no water there. Um, it can be. Um, it can be uh, said that it, it, or compared to being in Hades, where there is no water, there is no life. Um, all it is is just heat. My God, how many of us can uh, identify with the valley of dry bones and say, God, but you said I'm going here. You said I'm going there. You have prophecies that you're going to travel here. You're going to do this and you're going to do that in the third. But yet and still, God said, I'm going to put you in the valley of the dry bones. And see, in, in, in the valley of dry bones, there's, this is a place that people, some people don't want to go. There's a lot of people that don't want to go to the valley of dry bones because it is not a popular place. It is not a, um, a lucrative place per se. And I'm going to tell you, I'm gonna see, I'll tell you how God's going to turn this around. Um, it is not a lucrative place. It is not a place where... Um, you can be seen, amen, the desert is far away from everybody, amen, and when you do go to the desert, you have to have special, a special vehicle, that's why God said, I'm sharding your feet, there's a special a special um, vehicle that God needs to prepare for you in order for you to get in the midst of the desert, so you're saying, God, why is it that I'm, I'm I, you know, my armor, you know, you said you're going to give me a new armor, I'm not using anybody else's armor, you're anointing me for this task, but yet and still, you're telling me you're going to set me in the middle of the dry bones, I'm thinking I'm going to California, I'm thinking I'm going to, you know, be on TV and all that you said, but I'm going to sit you in the valley of dry bones, and I'm like, God, but that ain't fair, because after all I've gone through, I de- no, check this out, this is me, I deserve to have this, I deserve to do this. He said, but, but what you don't understand, it is not what it looks like. Oh, my Lord Jesus. And see, sometimes that we get off, off focus because we think that, okay, if we get there, we get there, that this is where God wants us. He said, but the reason why that I have been shotting you, the reason why that I have changed your armor is because I'm telling you I want you to go to the valley of the dry bones. Now, everyone don't want to go to the valley. Everybody, you know, don't want to do that. There was a song that used to be out a long time ago uh, when we were little kids. We used to play jump rope down in the valley where the green grass grows. There, there was Deshaun as sweet as a rose. But check this out. There ain't no, there ain't no rose, amen, in this valley, amen. Everything looked dead. Everything looked withered, amen. I'm, Sometimes we be thirsty, we thirsty um, in 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 this desert, and I'm talking spiritually now that we get thirsty, amen, in this in this desert. And you say, God, why would you put me in a place where I am thirsty? Oh my God, why would you put me in a place of heat? Why would you put me in a place um, that people don't want to go? Everybody want to be cool. Everyone, everybody want to be calm and collected. You said, but Come why are you starting my feet? To go into a place of death, of, of death, it appears to be death. But God said that my ways are not your ways, Amen. And so the Bible says that the hand of the Lord was on me. Now, Isaiah sixty-one. Now the spirit of the Lord was upon me. 
before you can even go to anywhere, the hand of the Lord has to be upon you. You cannot go into a place, you cannot go into a region, you cannot go into even the next aspect of your life thinking that you're going to do things the way you want to do it. The hand of the Lord must be upon you before you do anything, before you go through any trial, any tribulation. It has to be the hand of grace upon you because if you, my God, the, the situation that you were in, you could not have gotten out of it by yourself. You could not have um, um, won the war by yourself. It had to Mm -hmm. be the hand of grace that was upon you. It had to be the hand of God that was keeping you from the devil when you wanted to give up, when you wanted to walk away, when you wanted to sign the divorce papers, when you wanted to walk away from ministry, when you wanted to say forget all of them and I'm going to do my own thing. It was the hand of grace that was upon you because he said, listen, honey, because after you come out of this, there's going to be some fire that's going to be released. After you come out of this, there's going to be something that I'm going to give you that very few people have gotten because some people don't want to go to the valley of the dry bones. My Lord Jesus. And so the Bible says, and the hand of the Lord was upon me. And so you have to think like all the stuff that you've gone through, it had to be God that brought me out. It could not have been myself because me and my own thinking, I would have made a wrong decision. It had to be the hand of the Lord, even through my tears, even through my disappointment, even through my arguing, my fussing, my God, even through my, my, all my stinking thinking, it still was the hand of the Lord that was upon me. See, this message ain't going to be for no religious folk. My God, if right. you Go ahead and hang up the phone right now because I'm talking to some people who got some real-life situations, who've gone through some real-life stuff, my God, and was at the brink of giving up. Yes, you, your anointed self, because you said, listen, Come on this, now. Is hard. this is too, I can't do this no more. We might as well just call it. Let's just call it right now. But the hand of the Lord was upon me. The hand of the Lord was upon you. How do you think you got to today? How do you think that you're still married? How do you think that, my God, you met every bill? How do you think that you got all the food that you needed? How did you think because the hand of the Lord was upon you? The Bible says that I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. So the hand of the Lord had to be upon you in order for you to do anything. Come on, my Lord. It is not just upon you just to be on TV. It's not upon you just because you can grab a crowd. I don't mean nothing, my God, because you could be preaching, my God, to some devils, and nobody ain't getting delivered. Nobody ain't getting free. Come on now. Visit the valley of the dry bones. There's something that has to change because there ain't nobody around you. There ain't nobody to tell you nothing. But all you got is the hand of the Lord upon you. Oh, my Lord Jesus. My Lord Jesus. And when you get the hand of the Lord upon you, that's powerful. That's, a, that's inclusive in itself. You don't need nobody. Oh, my God. See, this is for all the people that want all these people around you. My God. He said, you don't need all these people, but all you need is my hand. Because my, God, my hand you. is everything. When, my, when I say that my hand is upon you, that my hand is upon you, it don't matter that who was against you, and it don't matter even who's for you. But, my God, when my hand is upon you, know that I'm getting ready to take you somewhere or I'm taking you somewhere. And not getting ready, but you've already been on the path. Ever since salvation, you've already been on this path. But the hand of the Lord is upon me. Somebody need to say, the hand of the Lord is with me. Oh, the my Lord Jesus. The hand of the Lord is with, with me. How I got over, how when the doctor said this and that, my God, and I'm not dead yet, my God, I'm dead, because the hand of the Lord is upon me. When they said they was going to take my car, when they said, and I'm just, just paraphrasing, when they said they was going to cut off all, all my bills and all this stuff, but yet and still God gave me favor 
it was because the hand of the Lord was upon me. And let me see, and even if those things did happen, the hand of the Lord is still on me. Ah, my yes, God. Lord God. Because the hand of God never lifts up off of me. I don't care what I go through. I, I don't care if I want to be like Jeremiah. Like, I'm not going to preach no more. I'm not going to teach no more. I, blah, 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 blah. My God. He said, but the hand of the Lord is upon you. And he said, and he brought me out by his spirit. Oh, my God. This sounds like Jesus when the Spirit would led him, the Spirit of God led him into the into the wilderness to be tempted of the adversary. See, that's why some people don't want to go to the valley of the dry bones. They want they they want my God a filet mignon. My God, they don't want to eat wild honey and locusts. Uh, my God, they want all that good stuff, but they don't know how my God to eat a little bit, a little bit of uh, 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 vegetables and and amen to make it out because when you're eating that little bit how your power your authority is growing even stronger they yeah. want all that other stuff but that's why people don't want to go to the valley somebody need to say now i'm going to the valley oh my now Lord. i'm going to the valley oh yeah i'm going to the valley and he said now it wasn't in my own accord but he brought me the spirit of the lord brought me out by his spirit and he set me in the middle of a valley. And that means he set me, that means he placed me there. The place that you're in right now, God placed you there. Yes, he did. Because the hand of the Lord is upon you. I don't care if you've been crying. I don't care if you're living in a shelter. I don't care. Oh, my God. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Come I don't on care now. where you are, that the Lord set you. Why? Because the hand of God is upon you. See, God never takes you to a place where he cannot deliver you. He Oh, never thank you, allows you to go through something where he cannot bring you out. Oh, my God, there has never been a case that I've ever read of or heard of that God was not victorious, my God, bringing his people out. Thank you, Jesus. So he said, I set you in a place. I set you, my God, in needing and wanting because I'm getting ready to tell you the power that you possess. See, some of us don't know the power that we really possess. Some people don't know that we really have all power, my God, that we have all power over all over all the powers of the adversary. We don't know that until we understand that we have been placed in the valley. My Lord Jesus. We've been placed in the valley, and it's not because of our situation and circumstances, but God, he already seen everything that's going on. He already seen it. He already seen it. He said, but I place you there uh, because there's going to be some commissions that I give you. There's going to be some commandments that I give you there in the valley. There's going to be some power and some authority that I'm going to give you in the valley. So the Bible says, and the Lord set me in the middle, right in the middle, not on the outskirt, in the middle. He set me in the middle of the valley. That means in the middle of it, there ain't nothing there. My God, there ain't no water. There ain't nothing there. He set me right there like, God, this don't look like my vision. This don't look like what you showed me. Why would you place me at? in the middle of a valley. And not only that, it was a, a, a valley of bones. Why would you set me in a place of dead bones? Why would you set me in a place where there appears to be no life? Why would you set me in a place where it feel like all my money is funny, all my money is gone, my all Lord. my strength is gone? Why would you send me to, oh, my God, why would you send me?
me to a place where it seems like that your word is not coming to pass. Well, folk, and I'm going to talk about myself right now, where even the leaders in this region don't even want to get with you because they intimidated. Oh, Lord Jesus. Why would you send me to a place like this when you said to establish headquarters in this region and every place that the soles of my feet touch it, I will give it to you as an inheritance. But why would you tell, oh my God, why would you send me to a place like this? He said, because you don't understand the power that you have. Oh, my uh-huh. God. On, you don't understand that I would have given you that everybody else ain't got. Oh my God. That there's very few people that can be put in the valley of bones and live. My God. Very few people. And he said, listen, you're looking around. He said, God, this don't look like what you said. Oh, my God. And I'm talking about the outside. <laughs> my God, it don't look like what you said. It don't look like the vision you showed me in Pittsburgh. Yes, my house is beautiful. I can take pictures of my house. My house is laid out. My house is beautiful. But it don't look like, it don't look like what you said. I'm talking about on the outside. Yes, I got a nice truck. Yes, I got all that. But it don't look, I'm talking about ministry now. It don't look like what you said. You put me in this valley of bones. And he said this, and then the Bible said, and he led me back and forth among them. Now, why would you lead me back and forth? This is what we've been doing. Going here, going there. My God, leading me, looking and seeing, looking and seeing, looking and seeing. And he said, listen, God, I'm tired of going back and forth. But God said, listen, I told you I got my hand on you. Amen. <laughs> I got my hand on you. And so Amen. when I got my hand on you, ain't nothing going to happen to you that I don't already know about. There ain't nothing that's going to happen to you that I cannot bring you through. My God, as a matter of fact, that I'm giving you my hoof, my breath in you in the valley. And so that whatever you speak while you're in the valley, you have my resurrection power within you because now you have breathed me in the valley. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. My See, God, God is leading some of us back and forth. We, under, we don't understand. Why, God? Why do we have to go back? Why do we got to go forth? Why do we got to do this? Back, 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 back. God said, in that, I am breathing my breath in you in the valley. And then the Bible said, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley. My God. And the bones were very dry. Now, that's that's pretty much self-explanatory, that people be in church and they all dry. I don't care if they got on their Church of God in Christ suits, they hat, they got some, some gators on and all of that, but they still dry. I don't care what they dry, what they drive. I don't care how much money they got in their pocket, my God, but they still dry. God, Come on why now. would you place me in a place where you allow me to see all these dry bones? My and I'm Lord. talking about bones, uh, sun-stricken, sun-sick bones, dry, have no power, have a form of godliness, but denying the real power thereof. People, my God, being yes. in churches, my God, just zombies, don't know which way is up, don't know which way to go, could not go through nothing if it, my God, if they had to. Oh, my God, why would you have me in a place to look at these dry bones? And you can ask God the same question. God, what is it? You told me about this business. You told me about this real estate business. You told me about this catering business. You told me about this restaurant. You told me about my car. You told me about my health. You told me about my ministry. But now it looks like it's dry. It looks like it's dry. And then it's not even dry, but it looks like it's drying up. My Lord. 
It looks like the times I get on this earth is getting less and less. I, I got, I'm another year older. Oh, Lord. <laughs> What's going on? It looks like it is dry. And then the spirit of grace asked me a question. And he asked you a question. He said, son of man, can these bones live? Oh, my God, in heaven. That means that everything that I told you, that even though it looks like it's dead, but I put you in the midst of it so I can let you see. I asked you a question. Can these bones live? Can your ministry live? Can your body live? Can your marriage live? Can your finances live? Can that mission live? My God, can your building live? Whatever it is, God is saying, can it live? Can these dry bones live? And then I said, Lord, or sovereign Lord, you alone know. See, sometimes we get to a point that we cannot even give the word back. And like, God, you be knowing what's going on. Y'all know what I'm saying. And I, I don't know how y'all talk to God. I be like, God, you know what? You know what's up. I, I have no clue on what's up right now. I don't know what you're doing. I thought you were there. Then you tell me here and then now here and then. Listen, you know. I, why are you going to ask me about these bones? If, if they can live, well, where I'm looking at is death. Oh, my God. And I'm, when I'm talking about death, I'm, I'm talking about no movement. I'm talking about no life. I'm talking about something that's staying still. Because in the natural, when someone dies, they just, oh, they just, they don't move. My God, they, they, they have no breath in them, and they stay in that same state. Oh my God, as with the, or they call it the state of death. And some of us, we have been placed in a state of death, or our vision, vision, and our mission has been placed in a state of death where there is no movement. Y'all better hear me. That's what I'm going to go back. God said, I'm shorting your feet. Now, you remember that. He said, I'm shorting your feet. I got to get you someplace. But the thing that we're looking at is a death because there's no movement. There's no breath. When the ambulance is called for somebody who is not moving or breathing, they check the pulse. Oh, my God. They check the respiration. And they say, my, this person is not moving. This person is not breathing. And we have to do something called resuscitate. God, oh, my God. Help me, Holy Ghost of God. See, the thing that we're looking at, it appears dead. It appears like it's not moving. But God said that out of your mouth, I'm going to cause you to have the spirit of, my God, of reconciliation, restoration, my God, and release of the word of God over every situation that appears dead. Some people need to be resuscitated. Some people that are preaching need to be resuscitated. Some people that are in the pews need to be resuscitated. Your situations, your dreams, your hopes, your visions need to be resuscitated. So God said, listen, he said, I want you to do something. Yes, I know that you're hot. I know you've been in the desert for a long time. I know you felt like throwing in the towel. I know you had all these situations and you had all these questions. God, when, 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 when? But somebody say, but in my God, in the quickness, with the quickness, God will speak to you. With the quickness, God will say something. Even in the midst of your dry bones, God will say, listen. He had a conversation with them. He said, now listen, God, you know. And then God said, listen, what I've given you, I want you to start putting into practice. Uh-huh. I want you to do something. I want you to prophesy uh, to these bones. I want you to prophesy to everything that looks dead. I want you to prophesy to everything that ain't breathing. I want you to prophesy what's 
means to resuscitate by the Ruha of God, by the breath of God. And so the things that are dry behind you, the things that are dry before you, the valley, my God, is going to come to life. That's why some people, my God, don't want to visit you because you're in the valley. They don't understand your valley. They don't understand what God's doing in you. They don't understand the Ruha of God that is breathing over you, that's keeping over you. They don't understand. They don't want to come to the valley. But then you can say this song. Down in the valley, yeah, the, the, the rose of Sharon, the lily of the valley, I forgot about that. He said, down in the valley, that's where I reside. Down in the valley, I'm getting ready to do some moving and some shaking. Down in the valley, I'm getting ready to do something that's going to bring you out. See, that's why everybody couldn't be with you. Some people had to run because they couldn't understand the heat. They couldn't take the heat. They had an old saying, if you can't stand the heat, get out the kitchen if you can't take it, you can't take, some people can't take the, the valley of dry bones. Some people can't take the heat. Some people cannot take it. They were not made for it. But I want to tell you, if you're under the sound of my voice, that you were made for the heat. Oh, my God. You were made for the valley. You were made for this time. You were made to be an overcomer. Why? Because the hand of the Lord is upon you. And so the Lord said, because I set you here, and it seems like to your natural eye that it's a place of death. He said, I set you here because now I want you to prophesy. And you said, God, what do you mean prophesy? He said, I want you to declare the word, the resurrection word. And he said, I want you to prophesy to these bones. I want you to pray, my God, not pray, but I want you to declare the word of God over every dead bone that's in your life. I want you to declare the word of God to this situation. And then you're looking around and you're saying, God, what about that? I cannot understand, my God, that what I'm looking at is a valley of dry bones. What I'm looking at, it don't look like it's going to live. What I'm looking at, it don't look like it got no life. What I'm looking at, it don't look like I'm going to make it. What I'm looking at, that God said, don't worry about it because you're being led by my spirit. And he said that hand of the Spirit of God is upon you. The hand of grace is upon you. He said, now open up your mouth and prophesy. He said, prophesy. And you said, God, I didn't got no breath to prophesy. I don't even know if I even did everything right. I don't got no way to prophesy. How am I going to prophesy to a valley with no people? Y'all better hear what I'm saying. How am I going to preach and I ain't got no people to preach to? How am I going to preach and prophesy and I ain't got nobody to preach or prophesy to? He said, I want you to open up your mouth. And I want you to prophesy to them dry bones. And I want to tell each and every one of you on this line that whatever dry bones that you got in your life, God is saying, I want you to prophesy over them. I want you to declare the word over your dry bones because it is he that got you into the valley. My God, I don't care what situation and circumstances, even decisions. God said that you are ordered. Your steps are ordered by him. He put you in the valley for you to prophesy. Oh, my Lord Jesus in heaven. He said, prophesy. He said, prophesy to the bones. He said, prophesy to them saying, and this is what you got to say. He said, dry bones. You going to hear the word of the Lord. I don't care what, I don't care how long you've been dead. I don't care what's going on in your situation. But the Bible said, he said, hear the word of the Lord. And this is what the Lord said. Some people are in the valley. But they still can't hear. The dry bones had to be in a place where they was able to hear. Now, let me tell you. See, sometimes God 
where we can hear. He will allow us to get into dry places where we can hear something. And so these bones were not just ordinary bones. Because what bones do you know, my Lord Jesus, that can hear something and start to move? My God, these wasn't ordinary bones. But these bones were laying in waste for so long. I believe the bones were saying, God, if you come back around this time, I will come together. Oh, my God. I will come together. If you allow me to hear the word again, I will come together. See, my God, Ezekiel, he wasn't just placed in the valley of the dry bones, but he was placed in some bones that was ready. Y'all better hear me. My God, the bones was ready to respond to the word of God. See, no longer that the word that you speak is not going to fall on dry land, but the words that you speak to the dry bones, they are going to respond because the bones have been saying that if I hear the word again, I bet you I respond this time. I'm tired of this heat. I'm tired of giving up. I'm tired of laying here not doing nothing. My God, what dry bones. Those bones were saying, God, don't forget about me. Don't forget about me in the valley. Don't forget about me in the dry place. Don't forget about me. But God, this time when you send my word, when you send your word, I shall respond. Somebody needs to scream, respond. I'm going to respond. The dry bones are going to respond. And so he said, I need you to prophesy to them. See, some people don't want it. They don't understand. They don't, they don't even what it look like. But God took us to a place. And he said, I want you to prophesy to those dry bones. The bones are already waiting. Your vision is already waiting. Your money is already waiting. Your health is already waiting, my God. Those bones is crying out. He said, Lord Jesus, have mercy on me. That if I hear the word again, I will respond. Somebody say respond. Respond. Oh, my God. See, this wasn't a valley just with ordinary bones. <laughs> See, these bones, my God, these bones, they lived at one time. <laughs> they lived at one time. But for whatever reason, they died. They got, that the skin came off of them. And it was a process of deterioration. It was a process. The skin began to break down. The muscles began to break down. You know, that, 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 that trials of life. Oh, Oh, my God, just begin to just, just eat away out of it. But I believe that deep down in the marrow of the bone, oh, my God. See, my God, the Bible says that the word of God is powerful and it's quick. And it goes what even to what? The marrow of the bone. These dry bones, they knew the word of God at one time. My Holy Ghost, you better break this down. But the dry bones, for whatever, they became dry. They became in a dead place. But God said that the place that I'm sending you, the place that I placed you, it got some dry bones. But these bones are ready to respond to the word of God. The word of God is in your mouth. And the Bible said, he said, dry bones, he said, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Oh, my Lord Jesus. And this is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. And I will make breath enter you, or the ruha of God, the breath of God, overshadow you. My God, there's some bones that are waiting for you to breathe upon them. Thank you, Jesus. There's some bones that's waiting for you to speak the word of God. That's why they are still dead, because you don't got the breath of God. But I dare you that in the valley, come on and get the breath of God, which is the word of God. Come on and get my God. 
entered you. It's the same breath in the book of Genesis that he breathed in the nostrils of man and made him a living being. He said, I will breathe into you. I don't care if you were dead up until this point. But God said, I'm breathing into you. The breath of life. And you shall live. Somebody say, I shall live. I shall live. Oh, my Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I will make breath enter you, and you will come to life, and you will come to life. It ain't about maybe. You will come to life. It ain't about, my God, next month. You will come to life as soon as you begin to speak to those dry bones. And just speak to the dry bones in your life. It will come to pass. It shall speak. Your vision shall speak, and it will not lie. And then the Bible says that after the prophet Ezekiel, he began to do what God commanded him to do. The Lord said, listen, he began to prophesy. He said, listen, now when you preach or when you prophesy, when you declare, this is what's going to happen. So now he gave him an illustration of the things to come, or he gave him a vision of the things to come. I pray that God is giving you a vision right now. He said, even though you feel like you're in the valley of dry bones, he said, but this is what's getting ready to happen. He said that after you breathe and you prophesy to those bones, I will attach tendons. My God, I will make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin, and I will breathe in you, and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. See, I don't care where you at in your life, but all you got to do is prophesy. If you're in right relationship with God, I don't care how dead you feel. I don't care what situation seems like my God is not going to work for your good. But God said that when you prophesy, and it's not if, but when, it's just a matter of time. Somebody say it's a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. It's real quiet on this line today, but it's all right. Oh, my Lord Jesus. It's just a matter of time. When you prophesy, my God, this is what's going to happen. It's just a matter of time. And then 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 when it comes to life, then you will know that I am the Lord. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care how dead it's been. Then you will know that I am the Lord. And so Ezekiel says, because he was in the valley, so he was tired of being in that hot place. He was tired of all of that. So he said, listen, I got to be obedient. Somebody say be obedient. I got to do what God has called me to do. I have got to prophesy. And I told y'all before, my first office is that of a prophet. Yes, I use the title apostle, but my first office is a prophet. He said, so I prophesied as I was commanded. I have to prophesy to the bones. I have to prophesy to the valley to give up the dead. Oh, my God. I have to prophesy to the God. I have to prophesy to the mission. I have to prophesy. Oh, my God in heaven. He said, prophesy. I prophesied as I was commanded. How many of you are prophesying? Begin to prophesy over your atmosphere. Begin to prophesy over your vision. Begin to prophesy over your body. Begin to prophesy over your business. Begin to prophesy over your money. Begin to prophesy over your marriage. Begin to prophesy over your mind. Oh, my Lord. My Lord, my God. Come on now. My God. So he said, I prophesied as I was commanded. That was a command. He didn't say do nothing else. He didn't say go on a 48 fast. He didn't say nothing. He said prophesy. That means 
your mouth. And he said, prophesy. And so I prophesied. That was, then all of a sudden there was a noise. There was a noise. There was something that was happening because I opened my mouth. There was something that happened. See, that's why the devil tried to shut your mouth. That's why yes. he tried to take, make, make, make you take your life. Y'all hear what I'm Jesus. saying? That's Come why he wants you to shut down. Ooh, he wants Jesus. you to shut down your Facebook book and your account. Mm. He wants to make you shut down your marriage. He wants to shut, make you shut down because he knew that God was breathing in you. And all mm. while you felt like you were going under, God said, my hand is on you. You don't understand even through the midnight hour. And you were Thank crying. He said, my hand is still upon you. And he yeah, said, God, God, I want you to prophesy because mm. I can't come down there, but I'm giving it to you so that you can prophesy. Prophesy. So the Bible says, so I command, I prophesy as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise. Now this goes back to Acts, and it said that all of a sudden there was a rushing mighty wind, a sound, yes. a sound, a sound, a sound. There was a sound that happened Jeez. because they were in one place or on one accord. There was a sound that happened yeah, 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 because yeah, yeah, they were yeah. waiting for the promise of the Father. There was a sound that happened. Ooh, God ooh. never comes without a sound. He doesn't ooh. just tiptoe in, but he always comes in with a sound. He always comes in with a noise. He comes in with a walk in a row, a shaking ooh, and a God. rattling. He always comes in because when God shows up, everybody going to notice his presence. When God shows up, my God, yeah. he don't just slide on in. Everybody knows that God is on the scene. And he said, and as I was prophesying, there was a noise. That means something began to come to life. That means something that was dead. It was a noise. So what do you mean? Now, in the natural, if we see something dead, and then all of a sudden we heard a noise, we begin to look around like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute now. I know I just didn't hear no noise. That person dead. Y'all know y'all go to the funeral home and y'all go view the body. And if you heard a noise, my God, you was in there by yourself. You're like, oh, fuck you now. I'm out of here. Yeah, all of a sudden, there was a noise. There was something that was going on because of the word of God. And see, I got to believe this for myself. My God, Lord in heaven. He said that there was a noise and there was a rattling sound. That means something was getting, something was taking place. Even as he was speaking, come on and open up your mouth. Because when you open up your mouth, it's getting done. As you open up your mouth, something is happening in your situation. Come on, there's a noise. There's a rattling. There's a shake, rattle, and roll going oh, on in God. the atmosphere. Come on, there's a shake, rattle, and a roll that is going on. Come on and open up your mouth and begin to prophesy. Watch you hear a noise. Watch you hear a rattling sound. My God in heaven. My God. Oh, my God. And then there, there's a noise. You got to open up your mouth. There's a noise. You got to say, no, no business. You're going to live. Uh-uh. At the word of God. No, no ministry. You're going to live. Come on, son. Y'all got to prophesy. Oh, no, no. This body got to come. Son. You're going to live. You shall not die. Oh, my money ain't never going to be low again. Oh, y'all got to prophesy. Oh, my God. Y'all better open up your mouth. I'm telling y'all. Because there's going to be a rattling. There's going to be a shaking. And there's going to be a railing that's going on in the realm of the spirit. See? Amen. This is another thing that's so dangerous. There are people that are placed in the valley. My God, you've been in the valley for so long. You have to be careful that you don't become disobedient. Because we've been in the place for so long. And when God says a thing, my God, he said, prophesy to your situation. And then there ain't no noise. And I understand some people might be on mute. I understand that. But I hope and pray that you're being obedient to the word of God. Because he's resuscitating you. He's resuscitating you.
in your life. He's yes. in your, oh, my God, your ministry. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes. oh my God. Oh. God, just don't say stuff just to say it. Just so oh, say, oh, my God, she really preached. God, that prophesy. Mm. My God, today. Thank the you, Jesus. And there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. Now, I told you these were some special bones, and I don't think I ever heard anybody preach like this one on the dry bones. Amen. These bones was once alive, and they laid in wait. Oh, my God, saying if I can just hear the word again. Oh, my God. If I can just hear the word again, I'll be obedient. My God, there had to be a willingness in them bones. My God, because sometimes God will speak, and if we don't even hear, we're not in a place. We will miss the word of God, and we will stay dead. But there was this special type of bones. These Mm. bones were saying, listen. They used to live. They had skin. And that's why the Lord said that I'm going to cover them again with flesh. I'm going to cover them. My God, I'm going to do all of this. Oh, Lord Jesus. The Lord spoke to me on Friday. And I was ministering to a prophet of God here in Florida. And the Lord began to show me some things about her. And I began to declare and pray over her. And the Spirit of the Lord said to me, he said, today is the day of recovery. Oh, my God. Today is the day of recovery. And I said, God, what are you talking about? He said, everything that you and your husband just went through, it's the day of recovery. It is over. It Thank is done as a Friday. Hallelujah. It was over. He said, it's the day of recovery, and the peace of God came in. And so yeah, I'm yeah. telling you, people of God, today God. is the day of your recovery. God said, I'm resuscitating you. I'm breathing upon God. you. You dropped bones. You've been waiting for the word of God. Now live. I speak light to you. I speak light to you. I speak light to you. Your bones have been waiting. Your mission has been waiting. Your mission has been waiting. Your bank account has been waiting. Come on, get my wallet. Get my wallet. Get your wallet out. Get your purse out. Begin to prophesy over your wallet. And you say, no more. No more lack. No more lack. No more lack. No more lack. Oh, my God. Come on. You better pray. You're going to prosper. Oh, my God. New ideas and new inventions are coming even now. My God. God Take it up, take it up. He said, take it up, take it up, take it up. He said, take it up, take it up, take it up to another realm. Oh, my God. And so he said, listen, I'm going to put skin on them. Why did God say, listen, he said, I'm going to restore them back to their former glory. Y'all better hear me. He said, not only is the bones going to come together, but I'm going to put them back to what they looked like before or what they were created to be. And so just walking around with a bone or a skeleton, that is not of God. But he said, Mm. I got to restore them back to the creation. I got to restore them back to their former state. Which yeah. is that of dominion, which is that of power. Yeah, and now I'm going to put some flesh on you. See, mm. he didn't tell Ezekiel that I'm just going to, the bones are going to come together. Who's going to listen to a bag of bones? Uh-huh. Who's going to listen to some skeletons walking around? That's something scary. That's spooky. But God said, I'm going to put some flesh on it. Oh, my God in heaven. He said, the day of recovery has come to the people of God. I don't care what your valley look like, but in the midst of the valley, you can prophesy to your dry bones. And God said, I'm returning you to your former state, which is the state of restoration, the state of 
the state of power, the state of authority. Thank you, Jesus. He said, listen. He said, I'm not going to just tell the bones to come together, but then I'm going to put some flesh on them. And then the Bible says, so, so I prophesied as I commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling noise, and the bones came together bone to bone. I looked and tendons and flesh appeared on them and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Now let me stop right there. Now God, he restored back. He didn't just do the bones. Everything came together the way they were supposed to, but there was still no breath in them. See, but God does. See, he's a creator. He's a master creator. Oh, my God. He said, I'm going to put them back together again. But this time when I breathe in them, because remember that in order for the bones to be there in the first place, at one time they had to have life in them. Uh huh. At one time they had to be walking. At one time they had to have some skin and some tendons and some muscles and all of that. At one time they had to be alive. But the Lord said, I'm going to put them back together. But now they don't have no breath. The old thing that you used to breathe, the old thing that you used to be, God said that that thing is already dead. But this time when I breathe into you, oh, my God, this time, oh, my God, when I give you rhema, this time when I give you the ruha of me, myself, this time when I do it, you're going to come together like never before. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, Come, breath from the four winds and breathe into the slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood and stood up on their feet, a vast army. Thank you, Jesus. And so God said, he said, this is called recovery. This is called resuscitation, that I am resuscitating my people and my God. And there's something called artificial resuscitation. And what that does in the natural, you know, CPR, oh, my God. And sometimes somebody has to breathe for you. Oh, my Lord in heaven. Somebody has to breathe for you because then you cannot breathe on your own. And then they begin to give you five compressions on your chest and then two breaths. Y'all better hear what I'm saying. God is resuscitating his people back, and what you could not breathe on your own. God said, I'm going to give you my breath. Oh, my Thank God in heaven. I'm going to breathe in you. I'm Thank going you to Jesus. give you CPR in the realm of the spirit. I'm going to restore your Lord heart. God. I'm going to breathe life into you. Nobody else can do it. Nobody Mr. else Lord can God. breathe in you. So I'm going to breathe in you. Come on, CPR. Come on and receive the breath of God into your life. Come on and receive the breath of God into your ministry. Come on and receive the breath of God into, my God, whatever situation. I don't get the walls open because God is getting ready to do something. I see me abundantly above all that you can ask or think. I had a vision. My God, I'm just going to put it in the realm of the spirit that each one of my children, I gave them $50,000 each. My natural children, I gave each of them $50,000. And even my other children by, by Apostle Erica, even those children, I gave them $50,000 each. My yeah, God, yeah. I said, well, God, if I'm giving all these kids $50,000, then what did that mean about me? He said that you're a millionaire and that's yes. going to do anything. He said, bless your children. And I want to tell you, before I bless the nation, I bless my natural children. I bless all six of you. I bless my grandbabies to come. 
when the Bible talks about this army, it is talk about this. It talks about thousands. Y'all better hear what I'm saying. There was no army back in those days that had just a hundred or two hundred, or they had thousands in their army. <laughs> God said, "What you're prophesying over is not by any means small. This is a large thing." Oh, my Lord Jesus. Your bank account is going to be large. Your ministry is going to be large. Yes. Your prophecy is going to be large. Your, your, your health is going to spring forth like never before. Yes. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hey, Lord. I was so we wouldn't have got to this place if God had not placed us in the valley. Oh, my God. And I was in the valley on, on Mother's Day. And that weekend and the days followed that I was in the valley. And then God spoke to me, and he's given me some of the revelation now. He said, I need you to prophesy to where you are. Oh, my Lord Jesus. My God. I was in the valley, you all. Woo! Thank you, Lord Jesus. And, and just because of the word of God that has gone forth, God placed me in the valley. I can't even say the adversary. God, the hand of God was upon me, and he... Put me in the middle. He set me in the middle of the valley. And he said, look around. Everything looked dead. But I'm telling you, these were some special bones. <laughs> they knew life. Thank God, give me one more chance. If I hear the word again, I'll be obedient. And this is what you're saying. Like, God, just send a word to me one more time. Just, just give me a touch of your spirit one more time. I, I, I'll listen, I'll get up, I, I'll come together. I'll allow you to breathe into my spirit. Ah, Havashi, yea, God. So they came together. God breathed in them. The prophet prophesied. Breathe into them. And then they came to life. And not only did they come to life, the Bible says, and they stood up. On their what? Their feet. <laughs> my, my, my. On their feet. God shot in your feet to carry the gospel of peace. Then the Lord said to me, Son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say our bones are dried up and our hope is gone and we are cut off. Therefore, prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. My people, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them. Now, come on now. He said, I'm going to open up your graves and I'm going to bring you up from them. So whatever was dead, they got to come up. I'm telling you, resuscitation and resurrection. I will bring you back to the land of, from land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord. When, come on now, it says when, not if, when, not if, when, not if, when, when I open your graves and bring you up from them. I will put my spirit in you and you will live. Oh, y'all better hear what I'm saying. The Lord said, I'm going to put my spirit 
in you, and you will live, and I will settle you in your own land. My God. Then you will know that I, the Lord, has spoken, and I have done it. Oh, my God in heaven declares the Lord. The Lord said, then you know I spoke it, and I have done it. That's done. That means it is already done. It's not going to be done. It's done. It already happened. Yes. He has already, through this message, he has been. He said, I'm opening up your graves and I'm bringing you out. And I'm my putting God. my spirit in you this day and you shall what? Live. Yes. And you will live. Thank you, Look God. at every situation and say, you will live. My wallet will live. My marriage will live. My ministries will live. All of them will live. Ah. Yes, yes. Live, and I will settle you in your own land. My God. Then you will know that I, the Lord, has spoken, and I have done it, declares the Lord. The Lord has already done it. He has already opened up your graves, my graves. He is already bringing me up from that grave. You don't tell me that we are experiencing a Lazarus anointing, a resurrection anointing, when God is opening up graves and bringing us out of them. There's a Lazarus anointing, my God in heaven. Oh, come on now. I preached this a while ago, and I said that he's rolling away the tomb. He's rolling it away. He's taking that stone from the front of that tomb. He said, I'm opening up the graves. Whatever way you see a grave, whether it's a tomb, whether there's a stone in there, whether it's a physical ground, whatever you see, God said, I'm opening it up. Now, some people in the natural, they say that that's a desecration to reopen up a grave after someone has passed. Oh, my God. Ha, <laughs> ha. But my God says, I'm opening up the grave because you ain't dead yet. (laughs) You ain't dead. I've got to bring you back to be resuscitated. Then he said, after I bring you back, I will put my spirit in you and you will live. Don't tell me resurrection power is still not in the earth. Don't tell me that God is not resuscitating his dry bones. And I say his dry bones because they responded to his word and everything that is created what is created by the Lord. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have declared it. It is done. It's done. It's done. Somebody need to say it's done. It's already done. Um, You've got here to this message. It's already done. It's already done. My God. It's already done. It's already done. I I didn't give up. I I didn't walk away. Through the tears, through through the hurt, through the not understanding, when I really want to tell some folk off, but the Lord said, don't say nothing. Oh, my Lord Jesus. My God in heaven. When I was hurt, I just wanted, like, you did this. This is the reason why I'm hurt. This is the reason why my heart is broken. This is the reason why God said, shut up. I did not understand that I was in the valley, and he was going to cause me to prophesy. My Lord Jesus. A lot of people, they can't go. They can't go to the valley because they think that there ain't nothing down there. But God said, for you, now you know better. 
now you know better. You know that there's power in the valley. You know that there's an anointing in the valley. So now when you go on the mountain, people are going to be so amazed. They're going to say, what type of anointing is this? This anointing that is upon you right now and that is upon me, people cannot get unless they get in the valley. (laughs) Oh, my God. My God. I don't care how long they study seminar, seminary, cemetery. I don't care how many master's degrees, PhDs, and all that is good. But until you go into the valley, you're not going to get this type of anointing. People are going to be in, in awe at your ministries. I'm talking to each and every one of you that's on ministry. going to be at, in awe of your ministry. It's because you, you the hand of the Lord is upon you, and he put you in the midst of the valley. Your gifts are being sharpened even now. Even now, every gift is on this line. Every God gift is on this line. God is sharpening you even now. You're going to prophesy like never before. You're going to prophesy like never before. Yes. You're going to prophesy like never before. Amen. Amen there. Whatever your gift is, God is sharpening it. Your creativity, God is sharpening it even now. Even now. Even now. Thank you, Jesus. Even now. He's sharpening you. Your creativity, your mindset. He's changing. He's blowing on your mindset, how you see things how you perceive things. And he had to take Ezekiel into that valley where there was no one else there except him and the spirit of the living God so that he can see clearly. (coughs) He had to see clearly on what the Lord was saying and what the Lord wanted him to see. The valley is a powerful thing. I always say, as John was on the Isle of Patmos, they thought they were exhaling him, but the thing was that he found out that he understood the revelation. He got a revelation of who Jesus the Christ really was on the Isle of Patmos. And here we are again talking about Ezekiel and the valley of the dry bones. It's there. Sometimes God will isolate the prophet. Oh, my Lord Jesus, so that he can speak oracles to you. Sometimes you can't go out with everybody. This is with everybody, but but specifically the prophet. You can't go out with everybody. You can't hang out with everybody. You can't be everybody's friend. You can't get too uh, loose in the world because you are God's mouthpiece, literally. You have to guard yourself. So come on, let's lift up our voice. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Let's come on and say thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Oh, my God. Resuscitate my 
Glory, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Most of God. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Spirit of the living God is moving. Abashi. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Oh, my God. The valley anointing. Who would have known? Who would have thought? In a dry place. God, oh, May God will speak again. My, my, my. The valley anointing. Oh God. Nabashi. Now you can understand the war. The fight. My God, even your mind at times felt like it was breaking. Oh God. The valley anointing. My God. My God. Yes, yes. Apostle Deshaun, bless you. Yes. God bless you. This is Minister Danielle. Yes, yes. Um, I was literally, the phone clicked off where I couldn't hear you at a certain point in time. And then when I clicked back on, I literally heard the devil say, stop, stop. He ears because this word is killing and upsetting the Not only that, the person, there are so many people on this land that needed to hear this word because it made them come alive. I literally yeah. seen the flesh being put back on their bodies. Yes. And I thank God for this word that you shall live and not die. The enemy is so mad. It, this word pierced his ears, yes. literally. Yes. I yes. heard him say, stop, stop, and holding his ears. Keep, <laughs> my God, I'm telling you, this per- these people, the person is, I don't know who she is, but you are free. This person is welling and crying out to God. You are free, and God is hearing your cry. You were dead for so long. And just had no life in you. But this word, you had to get on this land for this word. This word was specifically for you because the enemy had you bound for so long. So now that you are alive, now that your dead bones are alive, my God, you are no longer dead. You are alive in this word. And the enemy is going to be so mad and continue trying to come after you. But God said that you are alive and your dead bones is alive. My God. Hallelujah. My God. Thank you, Minister Danielle. Thank you, Chief. My God. My God. My God. My God. That made my mind. Somebody's like giving birth. I can feel it because mm-hmm. I got a back. I got a pain in my lower back. Mm-hmm. That's birthing. That's birthing. It might, it's, it's probably me too, but I got mm-hmm. a pain in my lower back. Amen. That you're birthing out. You're coming alive. Amen. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Uh huh. Thank you, Jesus. Lower back. Uh huh. Right side. My God. Lower back. Uh huh. Uh huh. Thank you, Jesus. I told you every gift is going to be stirred. My God, it's sharpened even the more. Mm -hmm. Thank you, 
Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus. Even the more, even the more. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Mm. My God. And that's why the adversary, I, I went through what I had to go through because he didn't want this word to come forth. Amen. The devil did not want this word to come forth Mm-mm. because of what I, we had to go through. And I'm telling you, this, this last weekend was one of the hardest weekends that I have ever had that I can even remember. Yep. The warfare was so great. Amen. And now I understand when you said the word of God was going forth, he was saying no, no, and covering his ears. Mm-hmm. He really tried to get me not to deliver this word. Amen. But when I, when I felt the peace, when God told me on Friday, he said this is the day of recovery. And, oh, my God. And then it just broke. Even before God spoke that to me, there was still a peace. When we got up uh, Friday morning, uh, me and Apostle E, and, and we only um, have a, a, a small apartment, and we got up. We had, like, every light on in the house. We were cleaning, and, you know, I was like, wait a minute. Like, something, we were, like, we were expecting something. And our house stayed clean, but it was something different about Friday. It was something different. And got up and, you know, changing the bed and, 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 and just even a piece of God right now in my home is so sick. And um, <clears throat> so I looked at um, Eric. I said, do you feel this? He said, yeah, there's definitely a shift because every time there's a storm and you stay in the Lord, there will be peace. Uh-huh. You don't stay in that storm always. There is peace. And um, we, I went out. A woman of God called me, and I said, I'll call you right back. And I ended up ministering to her, and then that's when the Lord spoke and said, this is the day of recovery. This is the day of recovery. Not even knowing about, you know, he spoke Ezekiel to me later on. And all day yesterday I just totally shut down just to hear what the Lord was saying. I was not responding to anyone. And just hearing, because I knew, I said, God, I don't know how you're going to deliver it. I'm just going to speak within my spirit what I hear you say that this is our day of recovery. It's our day to be resuscitated. This is our day to live. Oh, my God. The breath of God, that CPR of God is upon us to live. And I'm telling you, it was an airstrike, airstrike. And it don't have nothing to do with intercessors. It don't have nothing to do with who was praying for me. That ain't got nothing to do with that. This is still, it was still an attack. I don't care if people pray for you, you still have to go through some things, amen. To get an anointing, you have to go through some things. Amen. I'm telling you, the valley anointing. My God. The valley anointing. So you can speak, and as you speak, God is just going to, he's going to continue to bring you out, continue to bring you out. But I know without a shadow of a doubt, that's why Paul, Apostle Paul, he said, listen, I, I, I got this thing. I got this. Whatever this issue is, you know, some people think it was an ailment. Some people even think it was an addiction. It's not clear what he was praying about. I believe it was an infirmity. I believe it was an infirmity. The Bible does say an infirmity, but it doesn't say specifically what. The theologians think it was an addiction. It was some type of handicap. But whatever it was, he prayed to the Lord, and he said, can you please remove this from me? And the Lord came back and said, my grace is sufficient. 
and it didn't stop Paul from doing what he was called to do, amen, whatever it was, he still is the greatest, one of the greatest apostles in history and in Christendom. Whatever it was, it did not stop him. He still was able to handle handkerchiefs, and I feel a handkerchief anointing, I really do. Amen. I feel that. I feel that. He prayed and passed out handkerchiefs. People were healed, delivered. I feel the breath of God. My God. I feel that because of the, the valley anointing. And so you on the line, you have that, whatever your portion is. I pray that you are receiving that on this line. I pray that you're receiving this word and this anointing in your life. I receive it. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And I always pray, and I've been fervently praying for the finances of the people of God, and I, I rarely ever pray for finances, but for the last maybe month, it's been really intense praying for the people of God and their finances and, and not just having just enough. More know, than enough. That overflow, absolutely. Yes. Prophet Bob, having that overflow, more than enough. Yes. You know, who wants to get paid and then all their bills, you got $10 left or $20 left or whatever. No, no, that's over. Yes. God spoke to me, said, what's in your hand? What's in your hand? What is in your hand? He said, I'm going, I'm going to multiply what's in your hand. What is your gift? What is your gift? And, and sometimes I look at people and I see, like, singers or I see people who play instruments. I was like, oh, if I can do that, you know what I'm saying? And I'll be, you know, I'll be wealthy and isn't that God said, but that's not your gift. But your gift has already made room for you. Yes. It will create that what I call that to create. And so we have to use what's in our hand. We have to use what's in our mouth. Amen. So to Amen. God's calling us to do. So receive the valley anointing. Receive it. You, you're free. You're alive. I receive and it. You're alive, but your life, your life, your life. Live life. I don't care if you use a scooter, <clears throat> a cane, a wheelchair, whatever it is, you live life. You live because you're alive. Don't be a prisoner. Don't be a prisoner in this life. Because God, even today, he has resurrected us. Don't be a prisoner. Don't allow the devil to keep you in prison in your mind so that you cannot live and you cannot enjoy the things that God has for you. This is part of that valley anointing. The bones, I believe they were crying out and say, God, if I hear your word one more time, I will respond. Those bones responded. They came together, and because of their obedience of coming together, God breathed into them and then stood them up on their feet, and they were great. Come on now. That is each and every one of us. And so I receive, I receive, I receive. receive Yes. I Valley anointing. Absolutely. I receive it. I receive it. Let's take a moment. Thank you, Lord. Worship. Just to worship. Just Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It is moving. I, I don't even, I don't know about you, but it is moving. <laughs> oh my God, it is moving. It is moving. Oh my goodness. Thank you, Jesus. It is moving. Thank you, Jesus. We have come to overtake, overthrow. Amen. We are the head and we're not the tail. Amen. Amen. You are called to be great in the eyes of God. Amen. Everything you do is called to be great in the eyes of God. Thank you, Jesus. Don't ever forget that. Don't ever forget that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. My God, thank you, Jesus. I'm just going to worship just a little bit longer. You, you don't mind, do you? Amen. We're in church. We're in service. Amen. Yeah. We're in service. Amen. You don't mind. You don't mind. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, God. Yes. Come on, great is God's mercy. He got us through this place. Yes. Yes, day after day, Come on, come on, come on and worship. Come on and worship. This is the day. This is the day. This is the day. This is the day.
ask of you. Um, the Lord gave me a word as I was on this for a call concerning uh, you. Okay. Um, this okay. is Prophet Jamie Calhoun. I'm sorry? This is Prophetess Jamie Calhoun. Oh, okay, okay. And, um, the Lord, uh, I got over here, I think, around about 1137. Um, I missed church today, and I happened to saw you tweeted. So the Lord said, go, I want you to go on that prayer line. Well, as I was on here, before the, the lady, the minister there, gave a word, I had to put the phone on mute because I was doing something in the house really quick that I didn't get a chance to give you this word. But the word of the Lord is to you. Um, Sean Cole, he said that uh, whatever that's been stopped up and held up is about to be your call. Okay, I can't, I can't really hear you, woman of God, so if you can, like, speak. Can you me. hear me now? I had you on the phone. Yes, I had you there on the you go. There you okay. go. Okay, all right. The Lord, the word of the Lord is to you, um, Apostle Deshaun Cole, he was saying to me, he said, tell her whatever that's been clogged up and stopped up is going to be unclogged. And whatever that she's doing in this time and this hour, tell her to do not, he said, do not despise the day of small beginnings. He said that he is going to usher you into a greater glory that you have been arrested upon you for. He has seen your tears and your cries, even in the midnight hours, you have laid on your face in prayer between on your bed and your floor. He said, when you got on threat your floor, he said he's seen you and he heard you, that everything that you are desiring of your heart, that he's going to bring it to pass. He said that because you have been in this valley, the valley has taught you to be able to teach others that the mm. place of women that where you are going to come up and bring and raise up women, he said he a facility that you are desiring for where you're going to deal with women, broken women, all types of women that's going to come to you. He said do not despise the things in small beginnings. He said because he see a church, he see a place where he He's going to bring all this to pass. He said, you might not see it now. He said, but it is in the coming, in the coming. He said, in the coming, and you're pressing, it's bringing this, and pulling this to you. And he said, not only have you prayed, he's seen your prayers and your tears. I don't know who this man is, but I see you praying with this man all the time. Um, no, um, I, e, 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 call, I don't know. I'm not sure is that exactly what I'm hearing. But whoever this one you're praying with, he said that he's joining you together that is going to bring a new income, a new increase that's going to come into your home, a new increase that's going to come into your home to where you're going to have finances flowing. It's going to come. He's going to give you a, a way to think, to think of the names of the people who that you will put in place that he has already ordained for you to talk to that's going to bring up this establishment. He said that he is going to bring it to pass every desire that you have been desiring in your ministry. He said just watch him and see that he's gone. Jesus. My God. He said he also saw you. He also saw you on your knees as you fell asleep. Praying for God to send his miracle. He said, do not think he forgot it. He heard every prayer that you had prayed and fell asleep on your knees. My God. Yes, Jesus. My God. My God. You see, you've been waking up in the middle of the night with your Bible in your bed, in your Bible in your bed when you're writing things down. He said, don't think that he's not going to bring us a pass. It's coming to pass. And it's going to come suddenly. Glory to God. He'll shout. Say the word of the living God. Almighty. Jesus the Christ of Nazareth. Thank you, God. 
I had to tell you, I had to tell you, prophet. I had to tell you, prophet. If I wouldn't have told you, you told me if you get off this far, I never put another word in your belly. I said, well, I'm sure when I get a break, I'm going to show teller. Bless the God. I said, bless the Lord of my salvation. I said, I'm sure going to tell her. Sure am. Amen. I, I didn't get your name. What is your name again? Um, my name is Prophetess Jamie Calhoun. Jamie Calhoun, okay. Jamie Calhoun, yes. Yeah. Uh, say yes to no stress on Twitter. I followed you on Facebook recently, actually. Okay. My God, thank you, Jesus. I do receive. Oh God, I receive that word. And even when you're talking, I just I got pain in my back. I, I know what that means. That's a birthing out for me. Amen. And I I just know when you know I just know what, what God is doing, uh, and it manifests in my body. And I thank God for that. I just feel like I just got labor pains right in my back. And I know what labor pains are. <laughs> I have six children. Um, and I know this is a, a manifestation of birthing. I'm in the, I'm actually, I'm actually in in labor. I'm in labor Thank right you, now. In the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now receive that word. Oh my God. Edgerton's on the line. Uh, please remember her name. Write down her name so I can stay in touch with her. Amen. 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 I have all the information right here in front of me. you for that word. Now, the word I hear the Lord saying 
because of your transition and you moved, mm-hmm. some did not like it. Mm-hmm. Some disconnected from you. But I hear the Holy Spirit say double for your trouble. He also said double ministry. Words, if you've only had 30 people in the ministry, God is going to double it. Double for your trouble because the enemy messed with you. God was not happy. I don't know if that's accurate. That's what I hear the Lord saying. Double for your trouble. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ah, hey, yes, Lord. Your Father. Glory to God. I hear what you're saying. God is talking to me. Just confirming, just confirming, my God, what the two prophets have spoken. Thank you, Lord. Thank
Hey, I just heard so close, so close. That's what I just heard. Whatever, whoever was heard it, the Lord say so close, so close. <laughs> that's so close. Thank you, God. Amen. Lord, I thank you for this word, God. I thank you because 
A lot of times people will not tell you. Leaders won't tell you nothing when they're going through. And a lot of times you 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 can't even find nobody to talk to when you're going through. Yeah, yeah. And it's like the Lord heard me. He heard I was crying. It's Lord, what? The Lord is with us. Yes. Thank you, the God. Lord is with us. Yes. Yes. Thank you, the Lord God. is with us. The Lord is with us. Thank when you, God. Were, when you were ministering, Apostle, not a word. You can hear the deadness. You can hear it. You heard the deadness on the line. Yes. It was as though you were, we couldn't even respond to, because it's like the word of God has to dig and plow through. Yeah. And when you're buried, you, and you have to dig, because you can't just pull out with your hands. You have to dig, dig, dig. And the word of God was digging up while you were ministering. Oh my God! I thank God for His Word, His Word, His Word. I thank God for His Word and how His Word can penetrate and go into places where nobody else can go and bring you back to life. That's exactly what the Word of God did for today. And I thank you. I don't get to talk to you. Right. You know, I don't get to talk to you much, but I am with you in spirit. I am with you. I love you. I love your family. I just love you. I do. And I just thank God for ordering my steps today. Yes. Amen. I thank you for ordering my steps today. Thank you, God. Jesus, I thank you, Lord.
much, I mean, so much is going to come um, out of uh, no more Band-Aids, you know, and mm-hmm. also, you know, headquarters and, and what we're going to do. But, and you know, I just, I thank God and I receive every word that has been released, Jesus. amen, on this line because the Thank atmosphere is, is conducive to prophecy, amen, and to prophesy. I, um, I was I almost forgot that um, Pentecost was coming. I was like, oh, my God, did I miss it? And I, I look, and it's next Sunday. It's next Sunday. Pentecost is next Sunday. And I said, "Oh my God, you know." And I don't want to. I don't want to preach the same old message. You know what I mean? I just, just give me some revelation, amen, so the people could be free. Because how many times we heard about Acts two? You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. we down. You know, I I need a word yes. to, to break us free, amen. To yes. Free. <laughs> and the Lord is saying that that valley anointing. That's it right there. You know what I'm saying? It's just you mm-hmm. and God. You and God. Yes. Yes. Okay with that. Be okay with that. Even though I am married, you know what I'm saying. But still, it's me and God. You know, I'm married to space. You know, but when it's ministry, it's me and God. Yes. It's me and God. And so, um, I I would just receive everything that that was spoken. Amen. And I pray. I pray that the people on this line really got free. Really came to came alive. On today, yes. because you do have an assignment, you have mm. an assignment that God wants Jesus. wants you to fulfill, and Thank and nothing, God. you know, nothing is done, nothing is nothing is uh, lost, Amen. You can get up, Amen, and continue on and do what God has called you to do in this new anointing, Thank amen. You, God. In this new anointing, um, in a new uh, perspective of of what God wants uh, from us. And so I just, I thank God that I'm resurrected because I tell you, boy, woo, wow, who I was like, wow. And even when I was talking to this woman, another uh, prophet on Friday, you know, she was like, pray, pray for my marriage. You see what I'm saying? People are going through. People just don't want just church. They, they can do. You can go to church. Anybody can get up and go to church. Change when you get there. Is there a word that's going to penetrate your belly? Uh-huh. Break up that yoke so that you can uh-huh. be free in your mind, in yes. your spirit. And I have nothing against going to church. Trust and believe. I don't. But if it's going to be the same old stuff, mm-hmm. it's going to be the hype and holler, but there ain't no word that is going to to break me. You see what I'm saying? Thank to God. break yes. God. To break me, yes. even in my, even where I am right now, to break yes. me into yes. me. Yes. People can't prophesy to me. Too many Ooh. words I don't jump and shout about because it's uh-huh. I can tell when it's emotion. I'll be like, uh-huh. I don't want emotion. I got a situation. Uh-huh. I need yeah. to to me and break it. Thank yes. you, God. Yes, you know, yes, and so yes, that's why I'm yes. like, God, give me a word, even for Pentecost. I don't know if I'll be online next Sunday or not. I'm not sure. I'm not 100% sure. Thank you, God. But I need a word from God that's going to destroy the yoke. Yes. Because with real life stuff, and not just in ministry, but just in our lives. You know, yes. our lives. And we need the yoke-destroying anointing. That's that valley anointing that you can literally speak. <laughs> You can speak the word of God in your situation. Oh my God. 
Jesus. Oh, Lord Jesus. And I hope y'all had y'all wallet. I got my wallet right here. I pray that y'all had y'all yes. wallet and y'all purse and whatever. Amen. Yes, I did. I'm telling yes. you. <laughs> Jesus. Thank Amen. Thank you so much for that word. My God, God knew what I needed today. Yeah, he knew what I needed today. I I don't do church. Church when yes. I mean church, I mean religion, yes. tradition. And God has placed me in a big ministry, and I'm used to you know yes. small ministries. Um, I'm not intimidated by big ministries, but right. I don't do religion and tradition. And from the moment He placed me there, He put me right up front in leadership, clergy council. I told them people I don't even know what clergy council meant. When they told me um, come to a clergy council meeting, I didn't have a clue mm-hmm. because I had never. I just know leadership. I just know just being real plain, not all the man-made names, titles, none of that. Yeah. I was just raised doing the work in the kingdom. We did the work, mm-hmm. and I just. But I know that God has placed me. But every now and then, I go through some seasons where it's like, God, I need a word that is going to break me through so that I can deal because of what I'm up against. And I can't talk. I don't. I can't talk to everybody. The Lord put me by myself, and I understood that He put. This is a season of aloneness. Oh my God! And it hurts. It does hurt. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts so good. Let's put it that way. It hurts so good because it's a lonely place, and that part hurts. But it hurts so good because that's where the Lord speaks. Yes. He speaks in that place, and he digs yes. up even things that are rooted in us. Because people think that apostles and prophets and, you know, the fivefold don't go through anything. They, we have just as many issues as the next person. Yeah. And God yeah. even still works out things in the fivefold. God uses right. un- imperfect people to minister to imperfect people. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's it's just in them positions. You just you can't. It's such a. It's like God teach. He's teaching me how He's navigating me through the crowds of people. Mm-hmm. And every now and then it gets so painful because there are so many voices and everybody's talking, but you see very little progress. And when you when God has birthed something, His kingdom in in you. Hoo-hoo, you want to just flow and take off and bring it to pass, but God knows the way. Mm-hmm. And there are things that we have to go through amongst the people because it's the people. We have to be delivered from the through the people, from the people, because we have to love them the way that Christ does. Yes, yes. And in order to do that, he got to slip you away. You have to be slipped away to the mountain in the valleys, I mean, to the valleys to pray. You got to go away. You have right. to or we'll die. Yep, that's right. So it was like I was buried. My voice for, mm-hmm. for a minute was buried. Mm-hmm. And I felt a little buried, like, God, I'm screaming, what, 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 what's next? All of these great things are happening in my life, but it's not for me to just enjoy. It's for the kingdom. 
But when you know that there is just so much more, so much more, so much more, (laughs) so much, you go through them seasons where it just hurts. Yes, yes. It's part of the process, and I thank them for it, though. I thank them. I mean, for the greater, we have to go through the greater, and and ministry the greater, amen, our anointing the greater, and our lives the greater. Yes. One one of the things that I always pray is, like, I know know that I'm called to be great. You know, anything around me, it has to be a certain way. Because of what's in me, Amen. Yes. In yes. Me, I can't tolerate just any old thing, you know. Yes. In my home, <laughs> my car, yes. clothes. I just don't do any old thing because I know who I am. Yes. And, yes. And uh, the the greater is shining through you, which is the hand of God. Or I, I keep mm-hmm. hearing the the grace of God. You know, mm. the spirit of grace, that's what I'm hearing, the spirit of grace, when he has graced us, amen, mm, to walk yes. in many places, amen. Yes. Um, we're going to get that's those it. things, you know. What, what we need to do as the people of God is to look around and to see that what we're seeing isn't what God said. Oh, my Lord yes. Jesus. Yes. And if it's not what God said, then we need to use that valley anointing and prophesy the word of God to our situation. And sometimes we got to prophesy to our own self. Yes. Self, get up. Get up. Go Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. Self, Mm -hmm. go, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Talk to ourselves. Yes. You know, I thank you so much. Like, Mm -hmm. we got, you know, you get up, you go do that. You go to this meeting. You, you know, do whatever because we can stop ourselves because, And like you said, it's fear. The root is fear. The root is fear. Failure. The root of failure. The Mm -hmm. the fear of rejection. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I think it's the fear of failure. Mm -hmm. Fear and the fear of failure. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. So we have to prophesy to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And with the breath of God, amen. With the breath breath of God, uh, we can speak a life. And I choose life. Yes. I choose a life, and it's a choice, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like mm-hmm. I said, these were some special bones. Amen. Mm-hmm. These were mm-hmm. some special bones. Amen. But they, mm-hmm. they were obedient to the word mm-hmm. of God, mm-hmm. and they came alive. And so we have to do the same. Mm-hmm. You know. It's like I hear... Um, you know how we go through those seasons where God gets you through that season and you you for a season run through a troop and leap over a wall. I mean, the anointing is just, I mean, flowing in your life. And um, then then a, a voice comes. Yes. And there's a voice that shows up at every level. Yes, it does. Yes. It's, a, it's a voice that roars at every yes. level. It shows up, and and it's like I look at that, and I say, Lord, I want to have the same tenacity. Yes. When the anointing is flowing, than when not when it's not. Yes, that's right. And the same tenacity, and but I thank Him for it because the word in Peter says to grow in grace. That grace, people, a lot of times grace. people think grace just means unmerited favor. Uh, uh, grace, yeah. But that yeah. grace is the hand of God. 
Yeah. It's, it, that's the hand of God. Grow, grow in that thing. Grow in my attributes. Yes. When his hand is on your life, you we have his attributes. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but we stop when we hear them voices. And this, you only hear the voice because you're going somewhere. Yeah. Yes. And, and because we're going somewhere. We're, we're making progress. <laughs> that's why yeah. they... Sh- that's why the enemy shows up, because we're making progress. Yes. So I just thank him for people that are not giving up. We need each other more than we realize. That's right. That's right. That's right. We need each other more than we realize. There are no long rangers in the kingdom. That's but I thank him for the voices that, that, that like yours. Yeah. I, I, like I said, I haven't spoken with you in quite some time. Right. Amen. I've been wanting to connect with you. So much has been happening in my life, your life, you know, and I know you got children. I see children added to you daily. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, from, and it's been about five years now, I think, maybe four or five years now, and I'm seeing how people are connecting. I mean, he's just adding more and more to you, more and more to you daily. I just heard a voice of somebody named a prophetess Jamie saying that she saw you on Facebook just recently yes. and God got her prophesying to you, you know? So it's like, keep, keep doing what you're doing. Yes. And, and because you're being, you're transparent. Yes. Yes. God is using your voice and your life and your, it, just all of that yes. to help people see that you don't have to stay there. You can fulfill the will of God over your life. So for that, I thank God for you. I do. I thank I thank God for voices like you. Um because I needed that. Every voice can't speak to me and I get up on that's the inside. Right. right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And that's where, you know, God, that's why he told me to start these um, services back. I haven't been online on a service, you know, on a Sunday in a minute. And uh, the Lord said no. And just what you said, that sound, that voice, you know, because there are people who live in other states, you know, and I want to connect with, you know, people mm-hmm. and uh, have these, you know, have the services. So our um, next service will be, the, I believe, the 30th of May. Um, mm-hmm. Twice a month, amen, I'll be here Then uh, prayerfully, um, my adjutant, she has the equipment and all that to do live stream So mm-hmm. do some things, amen Amen, amen And I'll be, I'll, I'll be speaking with you soon when you okay. have some time Because I'm in transition, I'm oh, literally Okay so, Yeah, well, literally I'm, uh, so we can okay. scream on the phone because yes, he's leading me. Okay. Yeah, he leading me out of state. He's oh, leading, yeah. and that's why it's so much warfare. It's like, oh Jesus, I know. Ooh, but true. we have to talk. We do because oh. this is a huge step, and you're going okay. to scream. Okay, but it's a huge step. <laughs> oh, I know. You know what? I know about transition. I mean, we yes, our Pennsylvania yeah. to Florida. We've been here for five months. And um, I know about that transition. I also know about the warfare that goes Ooh. transition. So yes, I will talk absolutely. As one, as a leader, I always told the Lord that I would I, first I will be transparent to the things that He would allow me to, you know, to speak um, to to the masses uh, because I am married, so I can't tell you know everything. Right, but, right, right, so, right. But He tells me that you know He releases me to say I'll say, 
and I always give people the truth about their transition, about their life, because people need to understand, you know, where they are. And, you know, am I crazy? Am I losing it? Am I, you know, no. Yes. It's a process. <laughs> You're going to go through warfare. My, mm. One of my um, uh, elder uh, prophetess, Shaquita, she moved from Pennsylvania to California, and her um, her transition, you know, she went through, and I would, you know, walk her through, and along with some other, you know, people, just walking her through that transition, you know, so I do understand about that. So absolutely, we, we will talk. We will talk yes. very, very soon. Well, yes. um, my adjutant put some information in on the um, chat room. If you would like to sow a seed into my ministry, please do so at odcministries.com. Um, that is my website. Amen. So your very best seed into this ministry. Amen. So we can I can continue to do what God has called me to do. Amen. Without so too much worry. Amen. And, and, and Amen. God's honor. And then also... Um, I'm on YouTube at um, Apostle Prophet Deshaun Coles, and of course I'm on Facebook. Um, the the business number for ODC Ministries is area code four one two eight nine two one two nine zero. That's area code four one two eight nine two one two nine zero. Amen. And that is the information. We have some things coming up. Also, uh, guest number ten. God bless you. I'm glad that you were blessed. Amen. I'm glad you were blessed by the word of God. Um, we do have some things coming up. Um, our school of ministry will be ending um, Thursday as our last session. Amen. For this semester, our registration will be opening up again probably around August uh, for school of ministry. Um, also, our school of ministry now is accredited. Amen. You can get a degree there. We I have collaborated with Isaiah College in Orlando, Florida. And so some of us are, I'm going back to get my, my uh, doctorate couple people getting their bachelor's or master's, and so that is a, a good thing. So we're doing that. Um, also in July, um, I'm coming together with two powerful prophets, um, uh, Apostles Ruth McCormick and uh, Devonna Tommy. We are coming together for a three-day launching, oh, my God, launching into the new dimension, into another dimension. So you want to be here. That information will be on my page. It's on my website. And then in August, I'm having an ordination service and a school of ministry graduation, and that will be in Orlando, Florida, um, and it's going to be awesome. It's going to be powerful. So there's some things that are coming up, amen, and um, just keep abreast with all of those. Again, just call that business number. We can, you know, schedule time to talk if that's um, not just you, Prophetess uh, Lisa, but those that are on the line, listen to the recording. That is the uh, office number, 412-892-1290. I bless God for each and every one of you. My, my daughter is on the line. God bless you. Uh, Minister Prophetess Felicia uh, is on the line. God bless you. I bless all uh, my, my natural children first. God told me that. He said, bless your family first before you bless the nation. I bless all the uh, fivefold leaders that are on the line. Also, my adjutant, uh, Seer Prophet, uh, uh, Violet, God bless you, woman of God. And to everyone that's on the line, I'm going to uh, just dismiss this line, amen, and not his presence because he is still moving. But I pray that you were blessed. This uh, service is recorded, amen. This is recorded so you can go back and you can listen uh, to the message, amen. And I know it will be on Facebook 
and um, you can listen to it. God bless you. Don't forget to sow your very best seed into this ministry. Amen. Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God, be honor, glory, dominion, and power both now and forevermore. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.